This is episode 31 with Tori Ginal. We discuss the importance of setting fun goals, why they're important, and we get to hear about the amazing impact that is happening at the She Factor. Welcome to 8 Billion Gifts. This is your host, Sohil, a footballer, creative, and student. On this show, we talk to all kinds of people to discover their stories, their mindset, and their unique gift. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Today I'm joined by Tori Ganell, who is the co-founder of She Factor, a brand that inspires young women to live life with greater authenticity, empowerment, and joy. Tori is also the host of the She Factor podcast, and with her team at She Factor, her goal is to give women the tools, mentorship, community, and empowerment to succeed. By doing this, Tori is helping women become confident, successful leaders of their lives and create the life they love. Tori, so nice to have you on. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be a guest and excited to share my journey with all of your listeners. It's a pleasure to have you on. And I, I love what you're doing with the She Factor. It's awesome that you're providing all these resources to young women. I think especially now being in this pandemic in the last year and it's still going on, we're starting to really understand that there's this big gap in having the resources to create the life you want coming out of college, university, and transitioning to actually building up your career. So to have this community where you're giving you know young women the tools, that is amazing because you're basically setting them up to be able to create the life that they want. Yes, it's been such an amazing journey and blessing to build it and see it grow, especially in the pandemic. I think, you know, we definitely had to make a big pivot when the pandemic happened. We were all live before and going completely virtual has actually been a huge blessing in disguise and our community has even more than quadrupled. I mean, it's been incredible to see. So it's it's just heartwarming to watch the lives of women change right in front of me and they're changing my life more than they know as well. Yeah, well, that's amazing to hear. And I, I know that's a big mission behind the She Factor is to, to have that positive impact in women's lives. And uh, we'll talk more about the She Factor. But before that, I want to get into a bit of your own story, because I know you had this transition period where um, where you finally you know got to learn more about creating the life you want and what that actually takes. So give us give us a summary of who Tori was growing up and then how you got to build the She Factor. Totally. So I was actually raised by an entrepreneur, a single mom who grew the country's largest pet care franchise, a $100 million brand called Camp Bow Wow. And I watched my mom go through all of the trials and tribulations of an entrepreneur and told myself, that's never going to be me. I never want to own my own company. Um, I want to go on my own path, do my own thing. So I ended up, you know, in, in high school, I think I was I was trying to find my place. I did all the different things as a cheerleader. And then I ended up breaking my back randomly and like going into theater and um, was always just kind of hopping around friend groups and really couldn't find, um, you know, the one, the one group or friend that like would be my forever. And that was kind of who I was in high school. And then I went to college in a state that I'd never been before. I, I went to University of Oregon and um, I had moved around a lot as a kid. My mom's business was a franchise. I went to seven different schools before high school. So, you know, going to a new state was kind of the, the name of the game for me. I, I could figure it out and ended up going into college and kind of being like the poster kid for fraternity sorority life. I was president of my 
of the largest sorority on campus as a sophomore, then being Panhellenic president, and then kind of being like the liaison for the whole entire FSL community, double majoring, broadcast journalism, PR. So I was doing all these things. Like you would think most people were looking to me at the end of college, be like, okay, Tori, like you're going to have it all figured out. Like what's next? What are you going to do with your life? And I had absolutely no freaking clue what I wanted to do. I mean, it was like I'd spent my whole life preparing for this moment and I had no no idea. I did 45 informational interviews spring break my senior year and was just like waiting for that spark and it never came. So I ended up taking a job I was not passionate about. I went into recruiting and IT staffing sales and I took the job because I wanted to move to Portland. I wanted to obviously have a stable career. Um, It was a great company. There was lots of leadership development and personal development opportunities. Um, But a year later, a year into the job, I mean, I was just miserable, like couldn't get myself out of bed every day. I was doing everything that I should have been doing in order to be successful, but I wasn't seeing the success. I was in like the darkest place I had ever been in my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, I was losing touch with a lot of my friendships. My finances were a mess. My, um, I had gained a lot of weight. I was unhealthy. I was partying a lot. So I, of course, went to my mom, like most 23-year-olds would, and said, you know, what do I do? What, how do I find my way back? And what does the next five to 10 years look like? And she, at the same time, was really experiencing the same thing as a regent, which is like the board of directors at University of Colorado, and seeing so many women going through the same thing. So we put our heads together and said, you know what, this is an issue. And there's there's no place for women to turn to when, when they go out in the world or world in their 20s. And let's create it. So that's how we created She Factor. Um, I was kind of the guinea pig to the whole thing. And my life did a 180. I six months later bought a house. All of my relationships were thriving. I started to attract better, more intentional friendships. Um, I lost 30 to 40 pounds. I was mentally and emotionally in the best place I'd been. So I was really proof that this worked. And then now I get to share that and help other women transform their lives in the same way. Yeah. Well, that's the worst one. Like you follow everything you think you need to follow to have the ideal life. And then you finally get there and it doesn't look like you thought it would look like. But the good thing about that is you got to that place and and you know what that is like so that other young women don't have to don't have to go through that and what i find cool is that you said like you were the guinea pig so you had all those experiences and it's a cool relationship that you have with your mom too where she can guide you through that process so that's awesome thank you tell us a bit more about what goes on at the she factor like give us a little a quick behind the scenes of what goes on at the she factor Well, we are almost two years in, which is so crazy to even think about, but it's changed so much. I mean, day one, it was really started as a book. We went on a 25 city book tour the day after we launched, which was insane. Um, We spent the whole summer going around to different cities, having happy hours, um, events all around the country. And to be honest with you, it was kind of a flop. Like we went to all these different cities and we were really struggling to get women to our events. We were like, why is this happening? And you know, the, the matter of the fact is that women and I think people in general, when they don't have a connection to a brand or a connection to somebody personally, or maybe through social media, whatever that is, it's really hard to get people to take the leap to 
come meet new people and come experience that. So we kind of shifted direction and started these chapters, which we call squads all across the country. We had them in four different states. Our goal was to have 20 of them by the end of 2020, but that obviously didn't happen. Um, And they were really like monthly get togethers where women could come um, you know, hear from an expert, talk about different topics, you know, she factor isn't just about your career. It's about a holistic balance. So we focus all of it around nine different spheres that we like to say are the verticals of your life that you focus on. So there's like full flame, um, folk is friends and family flame is your significant other fuel, freedom, faith, favor, giving back, um, fashion, finance and future. So it's really about exploring what these areas of your life mean to you. And these events were really a means for these women to not only meet other people and connect about these topics and not just have these topical conversations, but talk about their goals and their dreams and their aspirations. And the goal was to continue these, you know, every month they'd meet new women, but they'd also be connecting with the same women they were before. Um, so now that we've gone completely virtual, our, like I said, at the beginning community is more than quadrupled and we've been able to connect with so many more women, but we just do this all virtually. And, um, you know, behind the scenes, we're constantly planning events. Events are kind of our bread and butter, um, writing blogs, podcasting, um, maybe even writing a new book that might be coming soon. Um, and I'd say the majority of my time is really spent not only connecting with my community, but connecting my community with our speakers and our coaches and our mentors that are coming in and speaking at these events and being a part of them. So it's really becoming this this larger community, larger than we would have ever thought it would be, um, and helping women create this holistic balance. I'd say at the core of everything we do is this you know, underlying focus on self-care and wellness. Like how can you focus on yourself? amidst everything else, especially with everything going on right now. Yeah, all that is amazing. I especially love the idea of having squads. It's almost like you have this accountability team, like you have people that can like share your success with you. And then that can also hold you accountable to to getting things done. Exactly. So obviously, it kind of sucks that you're not able to do it in person. But taking it virtual, um, you now have a bigger community. And um It's honestly awesome because in the last year now, a lot of people have had challenging times and genuinely having somebody else to to be of support is something that I'm sure goes a long way. And we've been doing, you know, we had these squads before and we kind of tested this theory from day one of the pandemic right in March. We started doing these virtual happy hours every week. And I'd say the same 10 to 15 women have been coming every week since the beginning. And I've gotten to see their whole entire lives, every single one of them transform from just having a group of women to lean on, cheer them on, support them, like listen to what they're going through. Like one woman specifically was literally the week before the pandemic had attempted to commit suicide and was just moved back in with her parents, was in a really dark place and just had no sense of direction for where the rest of her life was going. Now she's moving to Colorado on her own. She has enough money in her bank account to do that. She is competing in American Ninja Warrior. She is starting her own podcast. Like To see that transformation happen just from simply having a community around her and behind her is truly breathtaking for me. Yeah, that's so nice to hear. That community is so important. And one thing I really like about it is when you go on to achieve your goals and your dreams, you have somebody else or a community of friends to share it with. 
and and that keeps you motivated when you achieve something and you have people to share it with it's like you have a moment of celebration almost whereas if you're by yourself and you go on to achieve this and that and and then it's it's just like yourself yeah there's no one else supporting you so having that celebration I think is is really important Totally. Totally what we're about. We're about celebrating every win and just making life more fun. Like whatever happened to having fun, you know, it's, it's at the, at the core of everything we do, because I think a lot of, especially in the pandemic, things have gotten so serious and how can we just make life a little lighter and have some fun together and, and lighten up your life? I like that mindset. So one of the things, uh, you do at the she factor is when new people want to join the community you do silhouettes which is this quiz where people get to know more about themselves and what they want out of life and i really like that idea because we all have these quizzes on algebra and chemistry and history but we don't have a quiz on ourselves and we never take the moment to actually identify who we are and what we want out of life so that seems to be an essential step to then building on to actually developing goals and knowing what you want out of life. So how important has that tool been in, in the She Factor community, like for, for people coming in to actually be able to become more aware of who they are and what they want? Yeah, I think the number one thing we're trying to teach women is this this aspect of self-accountability and self-responsibility. Like you are the only one who can create a life you love, create a life that makes you happy. And you're the only one who can do that for yourself. So at the core of that, you have to know who you are and what motivates you and what your strengths are. Because if you're living your life from a place of what you're not good at and what you don't love, and you're just like trying to follow into society's footsteps and say, okay, this is what my life is supposed to look like. You're never going to be happy. So the silhouettes are so important to identifying who, who are you? what makes you tick, what motivates you, what are your strengths, and really giving you permission to live your life with that lens. And for me personally, I I had been living my life in a completely different lens than what I ended up getting in the silhouette quiz. And we really developed it off of, you know, you've heard of an anagram and DISC and Michael's teachings and um, all these different archetype tests. There's even, you know, now there's human design and astrology and stuff like that as well. And the thing that's missing from all of these different tests is like really being able to resonate with it. Like, I don't remember what I got when I took, like what letters my disc is, what my strengths are in strength finder, like what my anagram number is and what that means. Like, it's really hard to remember and resonate. So the silhouette is, is easy to just step into your power. I'm a guardian or a queen, a director, a conqueror, an explorer, a storyteller. Like they're easy things to remember and say, wow, I can really be proud of this, proud of who I am, proud of my strengths and own that power and step into it. Yeah, I like that tool a lot. Let's talk about setting goals. I know that's a big part of what you do. And earlier you talked about living life with more fun, which I love. I think that's always an aspect of whatever um, whatever career or life you decide to, to choose. How can we make setting goals more fun? Because I feel like setting goals, everyone thinks about them and it's just so boring. Like, okay, you have your weekly goals, your monthly goals, write them down on paper and then try and follow them. But by doing that, like you're not fully engaged. So how, how can we make setting goals more fun and actually follow through with them? 
Yeah, it's so important. Like, what are the point of goals if they're not fun, if you're not going to get to celebrate them, celebrate your success? So when my mom wrote the She Factor book, a lot of the foundation of where she took these tools and strategies and um, different activities that we incorporate into it is when she was working with her really young team at Camp Bow Wow. Um, She really wanted to find a way to motivate them internally to then create change in the company and move the company forward. So a lot of these tools that she created were from her experience, motivating her team to then create a million dollar, hundred million dollar brand. And what that came from was gamification. And that's how we make goals more fun is by gamifying them. Like if you set a goal and you attach some sort of accountability system to it. So what we've done at She Factor is we've created a system where you set a goal only in four different spheres every month so that you're not doing too much, you're not doing too little. And those spheres that I talked about earlier, they all start with F, there's nine of them. So you choose four, set a goal in one of um, all of the four, and then you score yourself. So you say, okay, this week I was a seven out of 10 on this goal. I was a three out of 10 on this goal. So maybe I really need to work on that one. I was a 10 out of 10 on this one. I'm doing great. Hit it. It's going awesome. And that's your she factor. Like that score that you get at the end of the month is your she factor. And it it uh, gives you the opportunity to not only see where you might need some help and where you're struggling, where you might turn to your squad or what we call your SEAL team, which is like your internal um, accountability team. It also allows you to celebrate your wins and make it fun. and your silhouette helps you to identify what motivates you. So, you know, as a guardian, I'm really motivated by people telling me I'm doing a good job of doing the right thing. Um, a queen might be motivated by people, you know, coming under her wing and motiv- motivating her to do bigger, better things. A storyteller might be motivated by people listening to her and telling and her telling stories of people that are really important. So by gamifying it, you can attach um, an end result. So say, What's really important to you? Like for me, with people around my life being a guardian, like I want to take care of people. So if I hit this goal, I'm going to take a day off to spend truly with my family. Like no email, no phone, no anything. Like that's my end result. Like if I hit this goal, that's my, that's my, that's my celebration. And so you kind of just gamify the whole process. Like score yourself, give yourself a reward. Your silhouette kind of helps you guide on what that score and that, um, that end result will be that celebration, that um, prize that you get at the end. And you, you just gamify your life, you make it fun. And you know, it's, it's a really cool way to hold yourself accountable, but also just add a little bit spice to your life. Yeah, adding that spice is important, because goals can get so dry. And if we can turn them into games, or even challenges have, for myself, have been very effective, like in the last couple weeks. And the one thing that really helps is having that accountability factor and you you guys have that community which is awesome so being part of this incredible she factor community what have you noticed are some common themes that hold young women back in in creating the life that they want like what are some limiting thoughts and beliefs that might be holding them back that you've noticed i think the number one thing is just self-worth and confidence i mean it kills me to hear how hard these women are on them on themselves and you know it's i think a lot of that comes from just not having the right people around you and as a as a woman and as a little girl like friends are hard friends girlfriends are hard to find good girlfriends are hard to find friends in general i mean i think back to my middle school high school years like people are mean and they tear you down and that stuff 
that trauma stays with you for a really long time, yeah. unfortunately. So I think the number one thing is just confidence and, and not having a really strong support system around you, whether it be your family or your friends. And I know that was what was missing for me even like I had never had a strong friendship or group of friends around me my whole entire life. And now that these women in my community have truly become my best friends. Like I told them, um, about all of my, all of my successes and the things I was going through before anyone else in my life this whole entire year. And they've become just my, my rock. Like it's been incredible to see that we've all been able to support each other. And, um, having that community can change everything, but it's really hard to find these days. Like where do you turn to, to find life-minded growth oriented women? Like you go to a dry networking group or you reach out to people on social media or, you know, it's, there's not one place where you can go. And so that's what we're really trying to create with She Factor is not only giving women the tools and the resources to be more confident, be um, more loving of themselves, to really integrate more self-care and wellness in their life, having that holistic balance, but also have this community behind them that um, can really lift them up and empower them is, is key. Yeah, that's super important. How can we break the thought of I'm not good enough? It's something that I hear a lot talking with friends who are in or coming out of college and university or just advancing to the next stage in their life, they feel like they're not good enough. And it ties into that self-worth you talked about. Mm -hmm. But other than creating community, which is super important, what can young women do to believe in themselves more and truly feel that they're special and they're here to do something great? Yeah. I mean, a big part of it is not listening to society's plans that, you know, it's, it's forcing upon us, you know, we don't have to, we don't even have to go to university if that's not a thing that aligns with your vision or your goals. Like you don't need to go into corporate America and work a 95. And like, if you're not good at that, then that's going to make you feel like you're not good enough. If you aren't getting good grades at in your college or high school, like that's going to make you feel like you're not good enough. If you aren't married by the time you're 25 and don't have kids by the time you're 30, that's going to make you feel like you're not good enough. So my, my biggest advice to women is like, stop following the plans that society has for you and start making your own. And you'll start to feel more confident and secure in yourself and your journey. And that's where the silhouette comes in is like, you have to know who you are deep down at your core in order to start having a, a super clear vision about what that looks like and who you are and what's going to make you really happy and fulfilled and confident. And the second that you start doing more of what you love and focusing on what you're good at and surrounding yourself with people who are going to remind you of that constantly rather than bringing you down, making you feel self-conscious, maybe making you feel jealous or like you're not good enough. That's when the change happens. So simply by knowing who you are and doing more of what you love, you're going to see yourself start to thrive. Yeah, that's very important. Now, one thing I really like about what you and your team are doing with the She Factor is you're not just focused on like this plain definition of success, but you're dividing it into different buckets. So you have relationships and connection, and then you have finances, and then you have your career, and then you have um, fitness, let's say. So you have all these different buckets, uh, which are, are super important, right? Because you want to be able to maximize every single bucket to live uh, a fulfilled life. But that can get overwhelming, I think, for people when, when you have all these different buckets to manage. So 
How can we, what are some tips you have for people to start to balance and manage these buckets and, and have more thriving success in the different categories of finances, fitness, and relationships? Like, how can we go about balancing all that? Yeah. And the reason why we have so many, well, there's nine of them, as I was talking about earlier, the point is not to focus on all of them at once. The point is to focus on only four a month. As I was talking about, that's kind of where we, what we advise people to do in the book, because the second you start to focus on too much, you spread yourself too thin. But the second that you throw yourself all into one, all of the other things fall apart. Like I was doing with my career in my twenties, I focused all in on my career and everything else in my life fell apart. So my number one piece of advice is to look at your life from that holistic lens. Like literally go through all the spheres and rank them to if, of importance in your life. Say, okay, friends and family, that's my top. Like that's most important to me. Next is my career. Next is my fuel, what um, my food, fitness, et cetera, my nutrition. Um, next is giving back to others. So rank those, but then think about it after you rank those, think about where you need the most love and TLC in those spheres. Like because one is your, maybe friends and family is your top. Doesn't mean that that should be the one that you focus on because it probably is already getting all the attention in your life. And maybe finance is on the bottom and really needs some help and love and attention. So it's looking at your priorities, but then looking at where in your priorities you need to add more love into your life. Where do you need to add more attention? Give that sphere a little bit more of an emphasis in your life. So it's kind of taking the bottom of your priorities and switching it to the top. Like how can you start to set goals and spheres that maybe aren't as um, successful for you? Because by only setting goals and spheres that are successful for you, like you're never going to have that holistic balance. But by doing what's hard and uncomfortable and focusing on the things that you don't want to focus on, for me, that's finances. I hate focusing on my finances, but I know that's where I need to focus my time because that's where I have the biggest stress in my life. So it's kind of doing a reverse of, of your priorities and seeing where you need to put your time and energy and only focusing on four, what we say is four every month. Yeah, that's a really interesting approach. I think it's easy to just focus on what we're good at and, and the buckets that are working out right now. Right. <laughs> and um, I, it goes back to setting that clarity like doing the silhouettes and, and having those check-ins with yourself. Because if you don't create clarity around what buckets are doing well and what buckets are not doing so well, then you don't know what action steps are next to work on the ones that aren't doing as well. And the idea of actually challenging ourselves in the areas that aren't going as well is very useful because it helps us become an all-round person. So instead of just like, being great in finances and, you know, in one or two categories, we, we truly maximize all those nine categories that you talked about. Yeah. And on top of that too, you know, you have to, like you said, have that clear vision of the future. Like what are your goals doing now to get you to where you want to be? And in order to do that, like you have to create that balance for yourself. And so every month at She Factor, we focus on just one sphere to even simplify it more. So we're diving full into flame this month in February to talk about relationships and dating and intimacy. And then next month, we're focusing on finances. So you're really diving fully into one topic to say, what does this topic mean to me? Where am I lacking resources or time and energy in this topic? Or maybe where am I doing really, really well? And it 
bringing in experts where people can really dive deeper and ask questions and see where it fits into their life is is super important. So that's kind of how we're additionally adding in those those resources and that tools to those tools to um, make a change. For people who just want to begin the process with themselves and then hopefully later on join a group or a community, how often should they be doing these check-ins? What would you recommend? Is this a daily thing, a weekly thing, a monthly thing? I'd say weekly is good. I think daily tends to be a little bit overwhelming and redundant. Like you focus too much on the highs and lows. And if you look at it every day, you're like, oh my gosh, like today was a good day. Today was a bad day. And it's like this up and down. But if you look at it from a holistic view of a week, like, okay, what were some moments where I did really well? What are some moments where I really struggled? What could I have done to turn that around? Who could I have leaned on to support me? Um, take, taking a day of your week, maybe it's like a couple hours on Sunday or Saturday or whenever it is, maybe Monday works best for you to just look at where the highs and lows of your last week were, where you could have gotten more support, what you need in order to be successful, what would have changed things for you, what it, what would have made you hit that goal or given you a 10 out of 10 rather than a 7 out of 10? How can you push yourself to that next level and then set more realistic tangible goals off of that. Like use what you learned from that past week to set better goals the next week and the next week and the next week, you know, something that I've gone off of for the last, I don't know, five to 10 years of my life is how can you be better tomorrow? What's one tiny little thing that you can do to be 1% better tomorrow. And looking at it from the view of a week, you can say, okay, now I can be 7% better next week or 10% or 50% or hundred percent better by just looking at where you struggled and where you thrived. Yeah, that's some good advice. Tori, I'm curious to hear, what are some tools and habits that you use every single day to help you live your best life and to have, help you have a productive day? I really lean into my silhouette and also I just did my human design and that gave me a lot of perspective as to what things I'm supposed to focus on and not focus on. I don't know if you or any of your listeners have ever heard of human design. It's kind of like this new phenomenon, Um, but it really helps you to understand why you work the way you do. And the silhouette is the same way, but just by reading the book, you don't get the full scope. So we actually are releasing a silhouette workshop to go even deeper, but it's really important to understand like what types of routines and habits and rituals actually make you thrive and which ones don't. So for me, routine actually really doesn't work. I am not a routine person. I need to be able to go into my creative flow when I am feeling creative and then step off the pedal when I need to rest. And that somewhat looks like craziness to most people. Like I love pulling an all nighter like once or twice a week to like, if I'm in that flow, I don't let it stop. And then I sleep to like 12, two days out of the week because I'm exhausted and I'm not in a creative flow. Like this week, for example, I had a super productive Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then like the last two, two days have just been like, all right, I'm just going to like do whatever I need to, to rest and recover. So it's just for me finding that flow. And in regards to actual tools and tangible things, Mind mapping is huge, like figuring out what you're passionate about, what you need to focus on in your life, how to find your your purpose. Um, vision boarding. I love vision boarding. Um, you know, you can do it as often as you want or as little as you want, but it's a super fun way to just look at your goals and your dreams on paper um, and or digitally. And then also just little things like check-ins with yourself, like making it a game, like we were talking about 
gamify your life wherever you can gamify it. Like whatever motivates you, you can turn anything into a prize, into a reward. And where can you give yourself a little extra spice, like we said, by just gamifying your life a little bit? Maybe for me this week, it was just giving myself a day off because I worked my butt off the first couple of days and that's a reward. So just gamify your life when you can and make life more fun. Like don't make it so serious. Don't rely on other people for the answer. Just find it intrinsically within you and figure out what that is through these different tools. Nice. Tori, what are you most excited about this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I really think she factors in our stride. Like I think, um, you know, we're in, like I said, year two, and we really saw this massive growth over the last year with the pandemic and connecting women together. And, um, I've really made some of my closest friends and the community has grown so much. And we have all of these things in the woodwork. Like, are we going to write another book? We have a huge event coming in. Um, we have three big events in April and, and, um, June, and then again, another one in July. So there's so much coming and happening and honestly haven't even been able to talk about it because it's all sort of still under the wraps, but, um, I'm just excited to watch it catapult and to see so many more lives of women change and to see the impact we can make on the world. And I think right now, um, there's a lot going on for women. I don't know if you've heard, there's like the she session, which is like a recession targeted towards women. There's the fall of the girl boss where all of a sudden all these women CEOs are kind of on the downfall and getting fired or let go or whatever it is. And so women are experiencing a really hard time in history right now in a lot of different ways. And I'm excited to see She Factor change the trajectory of that and to empower women, bring us together, more collaboration, less competition, and to just see that magical change and shift happen. That's awesome. I hear the passion and the energy in your <laughs> voice when you're talking about that. How can people get involved with the She Factor? I always say the first place to go is always to one of our events. And we do a free monthly event every every month, a different topic. And usually they're the last Thursday of every month. So whenever this comes out, whenever you're listening to this, go check our website, thesheefactor.com, or you can head to our Instagram at thesheefactor and see when our next event is, because that will really give you a taste um, into this overall community. And if you if it's for you or if it's not for you, and you know, it might not be for everyone, but what we do like to do is meet you where you're at. So the same person who attends an event might not be the same person who listens to our podcast or reads the book. So an event's a great place to start, but then figure out what works for you. We have a book, a podcast, a blog. Um, we have our membership. We have um, so many different resources for for everyone out there. So just find find a way to make the change in your life and create a life you love, whatever that is. But um, you can also follow me at Tori Ganahl on Instagram. I share all of the good, the bad, the ugly um, behind running the business. And um, it's it's been really fun to to watch it all evolve. So we hope that you want to come be a part of it. And there's a lot of fun things coming. Like I said, big announcements to be made in the next couple months. So I'm really excited. Check out Tori. Check out the She Factor. There's so many useful resources for you to get involved in. Such a great variety too. You just got to find what works for you. Tori, I got a couple quick fire. And then right. we're going to end off with one last thing before we finish the podcast. So the first one, and by the way, these can be answered in one sentence or a couple of sentences. Okay. The first one is, what brings you the most joy? Connection. Easily. What hobbies and activities do you like doing the most? Ooh, um, I'm a big performer 
in my past life. <laughs> um, so singing, dancing, musical theater, I'd say anything that um, really gets my creative juices flowing, writing, um, drawing. I love being creative. What is a skill you wish you had, but don't currently have? That's a good one. Um, hmm. I really wish that I was better at creating routine and ritual in my life, that I could have that skill and that I could have more of a structure because sometimes it feels like I'm a little all over the place, but that's what works for me. Um, being really like good at meditating and those different things I wish I could be good at, but I'm just, I'm not there yet. So maybe <laughs> I can grow on it, but I guess that's like, I got the kind of answers question. Not really, but yeah, that's a good one. Let's say you want to get to know a person to a deeper level, but you only have two questions. What would your two questions be? That's another really good one. Um, what legacy do you want to leave on the earth and the planet? And then my second question would be, where do you find inspiration? Those are good ones. What three qualities are most important to you in a strong friendship? Wow, these are making me think. <laughs> um, I'd say loyalty is super important. I'd say being open-minded, like I'd say to kind of back that up, like I've lost a lot of friends in my entrepreneurship journey because they haven't been open-minded to my schedule and what I'm doing and the process that it takes. So having somebody who will be along with you for the ride and just supportive and open-minded to what you're doing and not really being in depth into the process. And then the last one, just being fun, like someone who can have authentic, good old fun without there being, you know, alcohol or, you know, parties or communication constantly, like someone you can just call and have an hour long conversation with if you didn't talk for a couple months, like you can just have fun with. And to finish off, Tori, what's a final message you want to leave everyone off with as they're wrapping up this podcast? I would say just put yourself out of your comfort zone a little, go, go a little past what you think you can accomplish go to that networking group or that event that you, that you're dreading a little bit, like just push yourself a little bit further and see where it'll take you. I think there's a lot of magic that's waiting to happen for a lot of people, but they're not willing to take that step towards it. And I'd say, you know, you've made it through 100% of your bad days. Like the worst is not yet to come. It's only up from there. And the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work for you. So just push yourself out of your comfort zone and that's how you create a life you love. You you push yourself and you grow. And self-growth is truly at the core of everything we do at She Factor. Like focus on who you are, what motivates you, what your goals and your vision are, and then push yourself to get there. That's an awesome message. Tori, thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything. And I just am really honored to be on this podcast and to connect with you. So thank you so much for everything. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 8 Billion Gifts podcast. Check out the links in the description if you are looking to get connected with this week's guest. This is a great platform to expand your network, connect with people who come on and to learn something new at the same time. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring a new story and mindset. In the meantime, keep learning, keep growing and have an amazing day.